0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's show, I have the most amazing guest. Her name is Elizabeth Mental. And before I tell you more about her, I want to let you know, in case you haven't seen it, that the Tribe of Leaders Biz School is now open for enrollment. It's a short period of time. So if it's the first week of November that you're listening to this um, 2019 then enrollment is open right now, and we're gonna be closing membership as a founding member right now. The membership is $47 a month. We're gonna be raising it um, when we open membership again. And if you're ready to really jump into your business, have the accountability, the support, and the knowledge, and this is really why I started the Biz School, because there have been so many times in my um, business career, in my you know growing companies, that I've thought, oh my goodness, if I had just known this one thing, whether it was a system, a resource, a mindset, a way of doing or being, that I would have saved months of time, aggravation, frustration, isolation, and money. So I've created something that has every aspect of business from Facebook ads to spirituality and everything in between that you get access to along with live monthly trainings and live monthly co-working days that you can access from anywhere in the world. So you want to check it out. The website is the tribe of and would love to see you part of the biz school because it really like our members have seen tremendous results. One of my coaches said, you know, Emmy's taken all of everything and broken it down into small little pieces and done the work for you so you can just go implement so that being said as I said go check out the tribeofleaders.com and without further ado I want to introduce to you Elizabeth Mendel she is a best-selling author speaker and the founder of the Happy Woman Academy and her clients are everything from Olympic athletes and international head of state to celebrity stars and spiritual women who are ready to heal She has a perfect marriage of what I refer to as the woo-woo and the science behind it that makes it work. And on the show today, we talk about her journey and really the five steps that she uses, because if meditation and yoga and affirmations aren't working for you, she says you actually have to start a different place before you even think about doing those to get the results. It was really fascinating I was totally inspired by her, and I hope that you will too. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, Elizabeth, I am so excited to have you on the show today because happiness is the one thing that I think every single one of us can absolutely positively 100% achieve. And you are an expert in the neurobiology of happiness. So explain to us what that
1: is. And welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm excited to illuminate your leaders. We need good leaders in this world. I want them to be as happy and powerful as possible. So I'm excited to talk about the thing that I geek out about the most. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So the neurobiology of happiness is how your brain and your body work Mm -hmm. together about the chemicals that you release in your brain, about making up new neural pathways to positive thoughts, words, behaviors, actions. Let go of the negative. I call it Mm -hmm. reuse. To reset. You've gotta let go of the pain, the past trauma, the negative thoughts, the, the actions that you're doing to yourself and to others in order to make room for the joy and the happiness that you want to have in your life. And this is not just happening in the mind. This is actually taking place in your brain. So I work very specifically with brain training. Okay. With physical neuro based movement, mm-hmm. with rewiring the brain. Right. So I do really, really specific work with
0: which I think is so cool because. Like, and I say to my clients, like, in order to change your mindset and really take control of the monkey mind, you have to do all this brain training. Yeah. And it's, you know, we all want it to be overnight. Like, all right, I've decided to be happy, right? Like, everything's great now. I'm, you know, cup full, you know, three quarters full or whatever. And it doesn't really work that way.
1: It doesn't really work that way because life is constantly <laughs> throwing monkey wrenches at the monkey mind. Yeah. <laughs> You know, filling our system, Mm -hmm. our physical system, our energy system, our mind with a threat because the brain's job is to keep you safe. But every day there's nuts coming at us. There's, There's, you know, a car cutting us off and something going on with your kids and life doesn't stop. So you need to learn how to control your own physiology so that you have a better chance of feeling sincerely, not a fake happy ha ha ha, but right. a- able to calm your own nervous system so that your threat bucket isn't constantly overflowing. Got it. Yeah.
0: So it's, a, it, it's kind of like you're not reacting to the threats in a, like a stressful or panicky way, right?
1: Right, and that happens in a quarter of a second. Mm -hmm. That reaction. So we often can't, it happens automatically in a quarter of a second. So then what do you do when you, when the stress hormones have already been dumped into your bloodstream? So that's what I teach. I teach the five-step system that your brain and body needs so that you can quickly turn off the stress hormones, turn on the relaxation hormones. Yes, there is such a thing.
0: Wow. (laughs)
1: And you literally turn them back on. So you can genuinely, again, not in some fake it till you make it way, you can generally do what your system needs. We have these amazing self-writing systems and we don't know how to use them.
0: And there's no like guidebook that we can get at Amazon, right?
1: Right. Not for this. (laughs) I don't don't know why, because I've, I've been doing my work for 25 years, but it was only about five years ago that I realized, oh. I've been teaching people these five steps for years, but even I was doing it and I hadn't formally put it together. And right. Put it together, I've actually, I mean, I've talked to the the head of neurosurgery here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. this brilliant, brilliant man. I've talked to him about it and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's exactly what you need in the order you need it. And what I find is that You know, there's so many people teaching relaxation techniques or teaching about stress, but they are teaching what I call step five. Right. And there's four more steps that we have to do before that to make it stick. So what I see is a lot of people walking around trying to do the Mm -hmm. right thing, but they're frustrated. And they're like, oh, you know, meditation doesn't work for me, or affirmations doesn't work for me, or yoga doesn't work for me, or, you know, taking a walk doesn't work for me. And that's because those are all step five things. Right. So we need to follow what the body needs. So empty out the threat bucket, change our actual chemical happenings. And then we can do the rewiring. But if you okay. try to do the rewiring before calming and centering your nervous system, it won't take and you'll get really frustrated. Got and it. There was a last year I was, I was moving around the world a lot. Actually, I was speaking around the world. I was teaching and I was moving at the same time and I was putting everything in storage and I was staying with friends and I kept doing this system and I was calm and happy the whole time. Didn't stress out a bit. Everything felt joyful, right? <laughs> Which is what I teach. But I was like, really, doing this practice, you can just do it as a matter of course. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to take a whole bunch of special time. But then we found this house. And the morning I said I'd rent it, he's like, somebody just took it. And I, I lost it, right? I like, boom, like hey. everything dropped. And I just kind of bottomed out. And I my, my I was so anxious and it's kind of hyperventilating a little bit. And I started doing positive affirmations and I'm like, everything that happens to me is for me. I only get the right house. I only want the right house. I, I welcome in the right house for me. And I'm working it, working it, working it. And I still was a nervous wreck. And after an hour of that, not feeling any better, it right. hit. Oh, I didn't do the first four steps. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Yeah. Them. It took me about, now that wasn't, I was really amped up to like panic, just before the panic attack level. Mm-hmm. And I've had a history my whole life of anxiety and depression. So I went, I went back. So in this case, it took me about five to seven minutes. And then I was completely centered. My, my nervous system was calmed and I was sincerely happy, calm, centered.
0: That's amazing. So, so five minutes doing steps right. versus like an hour.
1: Yeah. And versus like, you know, I spent my whole, you know, I spent years in that right. anxiety, anxiety yeah. depression. So at the time now for me, five to seven minutes is a long time. <laughs> right. I, usually I can do it in seconds. Right. But when I, even when I got hit really hard, it was only a few minutes.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I well, would love to know, more about the first four steps, but I want to I go back a little bit and like, talk about you know, your journey in learning this, creating the five steps, and what was the catalyst for you, know, you doing this
1: healing work? Um, my catalyst was definitely pain. And for me, it was both physical and emotional. I started getting treated for chronic pain when I was 12 years old. Wow. And my, my neck, my upper back, especially on the right side, my upper back and neck were in just like a constant spasm. Sometimes I couldn't move my arm or I couldn't turn my head. It just always hurt. I, I wasn't as cognizant or aware, because I was still a child, of the constant anxiety and depression. But I was actually thinking about this last night I remember, I mean, I remember at five years old being depressed. Wow. I really, like this goes back for me. So I started reading self-help books around that same time, um, (laughs) at 12 years old. (laughs) But the the physical pain increased, panic attacks increased, Mm -hmm. the feelings of hopelessness and worthlessness were always there in the background. I didn't have a direction in my life. I I was alone. I was pretty much left alone since I was like a a child. But I started working at 11 years old and paying my own way. And by the time I was 16, I was completely on my own. I was living alone in Los Angeles. I lied about my age to get a job. I I got my GED. I lied about my age to get an apartment. (laughs) Um, And I was
0: like... Yeah, and back then you didn't have to give them like every piece of information and, you know, your first born kid or.
1: There were no credit checks or anything, you know, and, you know, I, I find that people with any kind of, of past trauma, trauma is stuck stress. So I was talking about that threat bucket. We accumulate stress every day. If we don't have a way to let it out, it will become trauma in our system. It does not have to be big, horrible things happening to you. Right. Right trauma is. So this this accumulation of stress in my system, I find that people go one of two ways. They either become overachievers and over responsible, or they go the other way where they become helpless and unable right. to do. So I mean I, I was 16, I never bounced a check. I was never late for work. I was like highly, highly functional, you know? Right but <laughs> the the stress kept accumulating and accumulating in my system and the post traumatic stress symptoms got worse and worse the, the right. pain was debil- debilitating and i was a wild thing i had a mohawk <laughs> <punk rock girl, laughs> i was a punk rock girl i rode a motorcycle i was a badass in hollywood and i i got hit on my motorcycle wow and, yeah. Got in a bad accident. And the people that helped me recover, I was like, I want to do this for other people. I want to help them recover. Okay. And it was still a few years before I got into it. But it, once I did, like I, I knew that, that I was supposed to help people recover and feel better from... I started with traumatic injury. I started as a neuromuscular therapist and I went to a really medical program for that Mm -hmm. and I got I actually got discovered there the last week of class Uh, they were bringing in different professionals that like they brought in like the massage therapist for the Chicago Bears and then they brought in someone else who worked with the elderly and then they brought so they brought in all these different types of people that were using their career in different ways and one of the One of the people they brought in was this 89-year-old Chinese Qigong master. Oh, cool. I had never heard of that. I didn't know about energy. I didn't care. I was so about the the medical part of it, you know? I was really entrenched in that world. Right. And he called me to the front of the room, and I was very surly and punk rocky and went up front, brooding. Uh And he had me hold up my hands and close my eyes. Uh Uh-huh. And then he just drew pictures on my hand like he'd draw an x and i'd say x and he'd draw a circle i'd say circle and he kept doing that and then he told me to open my eyes and he was standing across the room
0: (gasps) wow
1: and he had just been doing it with energy that's so cool and he said you come study with me and i said Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> a little freaked out, but okay. was, And the whole room, I mean, I looked at my whole classroom and all their mouths were open and they were totally freaked out. And the room was just silent. And I sort of like skulked back to my seat and I started working with him the next day. And that set me on my path of physics-based energy healing. So I trained for years with the first female physicist at NASA mm-hmm. and um, who had then become a social worker. And so that's uh, Barbara Brennan, Dr. Barbara Brennan at the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. Mm-hmm. So I did that program and I worked there for years on the teachers and students there and just really went deep down that rabbit hole of energy. Yeah. And so then I, I brought it all together. You know, I brought it all together. That's where I started studying trauma. And that's where I learned, you know, I had been specializing in fibromyalgia. Mm hmm. So that's where I learned that what I called frozen fear, which is what I saw in all my, the common thread of all my fibromyalgia clients, I was calling this frozen fear. And that's where I learned that the shortest definition of trauma is stuck stress. Well, stuck stress and frozen fear are the same thing. Right. Right. So I really just kept bringing all of my work together from all of these different modalities I was learning. And that's where I got really into the ability, the neuroplasticity, and the ability for the brain to be this self-writing system, if Mm -hmm. we know how to use it. Wow. Okay. So I'm really curious,
0: and I don't want to give all your secrets away, but what is the first step?
1: (laughs) Well, the first step is realizing that you're not centered. Okay. Right. It's the awareness because we are so used to going through our lives, pushing ourselves too hard, Mm -hmm. sort of out of pace, out of rhythm. And every single person I talk to, when I say, what do you feel like when you're centered?
0: It's like, whoosh, it's calm. Yeah. Your head's quiet. You're like just chilling Mm -hmm. and everything is good. It doesn't matter what's happening around you.
1: Right. So wouldn't it be freaking awesome if you could get to that place on purpose instead of it happening once in a while by mistake?
0: Yeah, well, and (laughs) staying there for longer periods of time.
1: Right, and the staying there, I'm so glad you said that, Emmy. The staying there for longer periods of time, we are so used to functioning in this out of pace, out of sync, out of rhythm, stressed out way that that's what we are practicing. We are not practiced at feeling good. We're practiced at feeling uncentered. We're not practiced at feeling centered. And we actually have to build up a tolerance to it. We have to build up a a tolerance, an ability to be able to take feeling good. Wow. That's really sad. (laughs) It's, It's sad. You know, I see it in myself and I see it in all my clients. So it's sad, but it's
0: true. I agree with you though, because I mean, even with my most like Zen friends and everybody that I just see around too, like we're really operating from like that stressed out place. If I got to get it done, I got to get it done. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's variations of that obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And that affects the stories
1: that we're telling ourselves too. So we just stay in that cycle. Right. You do. You stay trapped. You stay trapped in that story, right? Mm-hmm. And that story blocks your ability to create what you really want, to create the relationships you want, to create the health you want, to create the money that you want. Yeah. Because you start blocking everything. Right. So you're blocking unconsciously, of course, you're blocking feeling good. And I say you're blocking your receiving channels because what's coming at you can be overwhelming, scary. It gets that threat level up. Right. We choke the hose. We squeeze that receiving channel and to not let the bad stuff in. But we're not letting the good stuff in either. So right. we've, got, we've got to relax to open that receiving channel. Now, when you're centered, you set it, you automatically feel calm. Stuff can be going on around you, and you're chill. Yeah. Right? That is completely and wholly dependent on your neurobiology. Got it.
0: Got it. Wow. So if you want to get to a more chill place. Yes and the affirmations aren't working the meditation, you've still got, you know, your grocery list and the 42,000 things that you've got to do, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's still in there while you're like, I am amazing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, What can you start to do once you're aware of, Oh, look, I'm like totally off base.
1: Right. So the, the step after realizing like, oh, I need to get centered again. You know, as you train, like anything, like piano or running or lifting weights. As you train, you get stronger and better and faster at doing this, right? Right. That's why I do it in seconds. And I'm pretty much doing it continuously to keep myself centered. So the first step, well, the first step is realizing. The second step is breath. You have to use your breath, but let me tell you why, because it is complete neuroscience. When the threat level is high in your system, Mm -hmm. you breathe shallowly. It is automatic. Or maybe not at all. For those of us who are. (laughs) You hold your breath. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. People do not realize that they're breathing shallowly and holding their breath. But let me tell you, if you are holding your breath or breathing shallowly, your brain has to make stress chemicals. It has to, if your diaphragm isn't fully moving down with your Mm -hmm. breath, the nerve plexus where the diaphragm is, triggers your brain that you're not safe and it makes more stress hormones. Wow. So you absolutely have to breathe deeply for a sustained period of time so that you can give your brain the signal that you're safe, so that it'll stop making stress hormones and start making relaxation hormones and happiness hormones. Your brain is always functioning.
0: It's amazing. And And what I love about knowing this now too, is like the stress hormones and the cortisol that gets released, I mean, that's what causes huge amounts of inflammation in your body. So just by breathing and relaxing into your breath, not only can you feel more calm, your body's gonna be a lot healthier.
1: Your body is gonna be healthier. In fact, the Center for Disease Control released a statement that 90% of doctor visits are due to stress-related symptoms. 90%. So if you can imagine, if we all were breathing deeply, and doing these five steps, 90% of our doctor visits in this country would end. Wow. (laughs) And (laughs) who wants to go to the doctor and spend their time there? Right? If you can do the system I teach for free, you do it for yourself. Right. And it, it has been directly proven that these stress hormones, I say they work like battery acid in your system. They start to erode your joints. They give you these inflammatory disorders. And most illnesses are traced back to the this dump of stress chemicals in your system. Right. Wow, I love it.
0: All right, so the next question then is, do you have a breathing technique that helps people release and relax that diaphragm?
1: I have more than I can count. <laughs> I I teach, so when people work with me, there's a year-long course and you can take it in different ways, but you always get the entire year. Even if you only work with me for a few months, you still get the entire year of the course. And so the breathe section, you get a new um, exercise a week for like a month and a half. Oh my goodness, wow. Which is great. And then I also, um, I also... uh, There's a there's a book called Anatomy of Breathing, and it has all of this science and neurobiology in it about. Ooh, I'm gonna get that. Really, really simple, and and say breathe. So I'm okay. I'm gonna give you guys like actually one of my best formulas. This is great. Oh,
0: Thank you. I feel so blessed.
1: (laughs) Uh, So this is a great one. When there's Uh a way to breathe when you're anxious, than when you're depressed.
0: Oh, really? Okay. I'm
1: going to teach you each of those so you can sufficiently feed your brain.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So when you are depressed, mm-hmm. you need to lengthen your inhale. Ah, oh, okay. Your exhale. Okay. So you can do, now people are different, but you know, my counting six in breath is much longer and deeper and bigger than most people when they start. So what I say, make it really easy, just breathe in longer than you breathe out. Right. And if I breathe in for eight. I'm going to exhale for four. And then I'm going to breathe in again for eight. When you're anxious mm-hmm. you to ex- exaggerate the exhale. So wow. you breathe in for four, mm-hmm. breathe out. For eight.
0: Okay. Wow. Now, what's what does doing that like? What's the difference?
1: The difference is the amount of oxygen going into your bloodstream. Okay. Calms you. One lifts you. Got it. With the depression, you want to lift. Got it. With the anxiety, you want to calm.
0: Got it. Okay. Cool. I love that. Thank you so much for
1: sharing that. That's just amazing. Amazing. That's a, that's when you just you'll use it for the rest of your life, and it'll always Absolutely. work because it's science. <laughs> there you go, and try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll see
0: the difference.
1: I use it all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: I usually do, or one of my favorites is the four seven eight breathing technique, and it, it kind of resets your your system. So when I'm speaking, I have my people do it, and I love it because it reoxygenates your brain. Right. So the people who are dizzy are the ones that haven't been breathing. And there's always a bunch of them in the group too. And they're like, Oh my God, that was so easy. I'm like, look, instant stress reducer. Instant.
1: It, it does. It works right away and then do it for longer periods of time. And the benefits keep coming.
0: Yeah. You know? Definitely. And there's,
1: there's many different techniques. I mean, sometimes it's, it's beneficial to hold your breath. It depends on what's going on with your brain. Mm-hmm. So, you know this can get very nitty-gritty when i'm working directly with someone and i'm doing assessments with their brain we can really fine tune it um but for for something like this i mean i use that longer inhale or longer exhale all the time
0: i love it i love it for somebody who's running their business and you know they want to up level their game particularly as we're coming into 2020 This is all amazing stuff that everybody needs to know about. How can focusing on your breath and really stepping into happiness increase their leadership?
1: Mm, You're so good. I love this. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Honestly, who wants an uncentered leader? Yeah. You're either manifesting from your pain or you're manifesting from your pleasure. That's the most amazing quote. (laughs) We are always manifesting. We never stop. Every single moment of life is a creation. Mm -hmm. So for me, it really comes down to, do I want a leader and do I want to be a leader that's creating from my fear or creating from my power, my joy, my love, my intelligence my wisdom my depth mm-hmm. right for me a, a good leader isn't opinionated they take everything into consideration and really align with the highest good and mm-hmm. to align with the highest good you have to be willing to let go of your will in your way wow you cannot lead from a place of integrity if you're trying to force your own agenda.
0: Right. So it's kind of letting go of the attachment of like outcome almost and just staying true into your core
1: center. I would say it's less about that. It's more more about letting go of control. Okay. Because the difference between control and power are night and day. Mm-hmm a power that comes from within is not a power over got it right so when you're in that centered place you're in contact and connection with your power within and then when you align with the highest good you let go of your ego and you do what's best for everyone and everything involved to achieve a higher good, maybe something that you couldn't even think of. Right. So for me, what really helps lift any depression and calm anxiety is a constant process of aligning with my highest good because Mm -hmm. I don't know what that could be, right? In the moment that I thought I lost this house and freaked out, I was attached to this house being the outcome. Right which would block me from manifesting the best house for us. Right. Right? When I got recentered, it was I only want the best house for us. Like right. I totally want to let go of that house if it's not the best one for us. Like we often we think we lost something but we often dodged a bullet. Yeah. Right? So When you can do that as a matter of course, Mm -hmm. you're in a constant process of letting go, welcoming in, letting go, welcoming in, letting go, welcoming in. That's release, receive, release, receive. And that's a constant. So when people get stuck on creating a certain thing in a certain Mm -hmm. way, they often feel really shitty and stressed. And frustrated.
0: Wow. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So I'm curious now because you're in that house that you thought you lost, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably because, I mean, whatever the circumstances were, you know, that it was rented and, and it wasn't, you were able to fill it, but I presume there's a huge part of you let it go and allowed it
1: to be the right house. Exactly. Exactly. Because I didn't want this house. I wanted the right house. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, it's I, the I, same with your business and your clients yeah. and your romantic partner.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, and from a business perspective, like I see people hold on to clients that are a complete pain in the butt, super high maintenance, don't want to do the work, and because they're afraid of losing the revenue and i'm always like if they're not fun to work with like they need to go and either they're meant to work with somebody else or they're just not ready yeah and I, go ahead and for, i would say from in any industry whether it's coaching whether it's photography whether you know it's anything else and what i've seen over and over again and we talked about this earlier in the interview is when you open up that space the right things show up the, the good
1: things show up yeah. yeah, and, and you just reminded me of something. That, so the brain gives, because it's its job, number one job is to keep you safe and keep you alive. It right. gives a higher propensity of attention and energy to fear. So it is giving more energy to your fear thoughts. It is energizing your fear thoughts more in an attempt to keep you safe. Right. Right. And, and that becomes a trap. So people are afraid of not making money. So they don't want to let go of clients. Money is one of the, goes with your root chakra, your first energy center of staying on this earth and survival. Right. So it's money is a direct survival response. So no wonder people get really, really scared of letting go of clients. Right. And that's, that alignment with highest good. I remember firing my first client about oh, I don't know, maybe about a decade ago. It was mm-hmm. the first time I was just like I like I can't work with this person. And mm-hmm. especially for for healers and caregivers, we want to heal everybody. Yeah, <laughs> right? We want to help everybody all the time and you've got to let go of that too. You can only help the people that are yours to help. So, and I think a healthy leader knows that too. And really, yeah. really invites in the people that can help the most. Yeah. And whatever your core values are, right? So ease, flow, and joy are some of my core values. Love I, all of them. I work, I work with traumatized people, with people in pain, with really frustrated and burned out people. So with serious things going on, and I shine a lot of light in there. And the way I shine light is often with humor,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? You gotta bring the light into the darkness. Absolutely. In order for someone to heal, right? So and reestablish that pace with ease and flow. Yeah. it can be so much easier. I've never worked with someone who isn't hard on themselves. Yeah, I think that's
0: like a natural human state.
1: It is in this country. Yeah.
0: yeah, which is unfortunate. I always think, like, what can we create? Or what more can we create from a place of love and abundance as opposed to letting all that energy with the fear? Like, if we devoted that energy, if we can train our brains to devote the energy to the happy thoughts.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, everything is possible.
1: I mean, it is a very, it is a very different way to live. Yeah. You know? And now I'm I'm in my fifties, and I'm happier than I've ever been.
0: Which is amazing. Yeah, amazing. That's and that's, and I love it. And well, first of all, where can everybody reach out to you? <laughs> and connect with you let's let's get the like the good stuff going here because we're gonna have to wrap up wrap up in a few minutes as much as that saddens me because i want to talk to you all day now like really like jive on this but let's let's get people connecting to you so that you can help them and they can get more info sure. all, um, about being happy
1: yes all they have to do is go to the happywomanacademy.com super simple the it has to be the in there because there is a Happy Woman Academy in Eastern Europe. So okay. the happywomanacademy.com and they can download a PDF of my best-selling workbook called Supercharge Your Health Vibe. Woo! And,
0: and what will that do for them by supercharging a
1: health vibe? It's a mini, it's a mini workshop in a book, and it'll teach them how to feel how to keep their energy up and their mood up, even if they're going through physical pain. Physical pain. So it's it's a very beginning intro to my work. Mm -hmm. Simple, but it is profound. And I recently redid the workbook for myself (laughs) to support me through some uh, health issues. And it's really enabled me to feel more positive as i continue to heal i
0: love it i love it and you also have a facebook group right you have a community
1: i do i have a facebook group called happy woman okay so you have to either sorry guys you have to either be a woman or identify as a woman okay get in, and you have to answer two questions to get in i do have male clients but i focus on working with women and so it's a very active Facebook group. We have a theme every week and you're allowed to post and ask questions. And I come on live in there. I pop in and support people. So it's, it's a beautiful Facebook group. I actually really love it.
0: Yeah, I love it. You have some really cool quotes on there and just are inspirational and feel good every day.
1: Yeah, I really keep, yeah. really energetically attuned that group. Like I really pour a lot of love and energy in there. Um, I'm not on social media a lot. I don't spend time there, but I really pour energy specifically in that direction of that group. I love it.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I feel like I have a whole new level of understanding of happiness. And Absolutely. I've done, yeah, I've done a lot of reading already mm-hmm. and studying. So mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. I highly recommend the movie Happy. Okay. Where can people
0: find that? Is that on Netflix or Amazon? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. I will definitely check that out too. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Emmy.
0: And for everybody, we will see you next week.
1: As an entrepreneur,
0: do you ever feel isolated? Like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want. Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something. Only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's thetribeofleaders.com.